with SBS Radio. And my guest is Kumbangir and Panjarongman Uncle Gary Williams, CEO of Murbai Aboriginal Language and Culture Cooperative. Uncle Gary is joining us on NITV Radio ahead of Sydney Opera House's Antidote 2022 Festival of Ideas, Art and Change. Among the many topics, Antidote 2022 will explore preserving endangered languages and the Uluru Statement from the Heart. Uncle Gary Williams has worked on Gumbangir language reclamation for over 20 years and will take part in an Antidote 2022 event called First Languages First. Uncle Gary, welcome to NITV Radio. Thank you very much. This event is taking place in a particular context in, a, in the first year, actually, of UNESCO's Indigenous Languages Decade. And uh, we know that there are 7,000 languages uh, in use worldwide, but it's Indigenous languages that are rapidly falling out of use. Now, what does Australia need to do to preserve, revitalize and promote Indigenous languages? It certainly needs a lot more put into it in terms of funding, the pressure on uh, the non, non-strong non languages, as you might say, is, is immense. And um, it actually, it has some momentum, but it needs to keep it up, if you know what I mean. Yeah. There are over 150 Indigenous languages actively maintained by community groups in Australia, and there's a growing movement to preserve, revitalize, and uh, promote Indigenous languages, including your own initiatives. Can you run us through some of your initiatives to revitalize languages? Well, our language here on the North Coast, Kumbanga, was... The revitalisation was the result of a group of pensioners, actually, who wanted to make sure that their grandchildren and great-grandchildren were able to have access to it. And this was in the mid-80s, about 85. They found a Catholic brother who was um, taking down their stories and, uh, and they decided that he was the one to help them. So he had to be, had to um, learn how to be a linguist to do justice to their stories because they were language speakers. That's how it started. Yeah. They were in the next language area, actually. So uh, there's a backstory of how they were moved over there in the 1930s. But they kept their their language and their stories alive. Yeah. So in the end, they did bring it back to Gumbangir country, uh, Nambakahez, Atsik as it was then, Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander Commission, bought the old church on the reserve here, the mission. Yeah. This is where we are at the moment. Yeah, and you yourself went on to really learn a lot from uh, the elders, do a lot of research, even going up to creating a radio program where you were speaking the language as well. We did have some radio programs, but I do, uh, on ABC Radio, I do every Wednesday, I just a little couple of minutes. Yeah. 
with the local. They ring me up at 7.30 in the morning and uh, I give them a word for the week. It's fun. So what kind of word would you uh, give on a weekly basis? Because we have like a concept here at SBS where we try to learn names of places, how to say hello when I start my programs. I always greet in um, Gomera language, Siyama. What Mm -hmm. words do you um, gift to your listeners? If there is something happening like uh, this, season is the whale migration season, so we give them the word for whale. Yeah. And if it's winter, you know, the word for cold and all those type of things. If there are storms, then anything that's happening and that people are interested in. It's not a language lesson as such, but as anything that people might be interested in, you know. There are a lot of people who I'm so surprised when people say, oh, I listen to you every week. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a lesson as such, but I, you can teach them any, anything that's happening. Yeah. So weather-wise or if there are um, somebody has seen a, a bird or something, they were t- it's on the news, you know, um, everyday speech type of thing. Yeah. And it's not just your language, your father's language, you also help actually revitalize up to seven different languages in the area. Yes, we are a regional language centre. It came about when at sick again, the region here, called the Many Rivers region, uh, put into the Endangered Language Fund around about 2004 said, uh, came to us and said, listen, if we get some money, you, you're a language centre, would you be able to use it for the languages in our re- region? So we said yes. The region goes from the Queensland border down to the Hawkesbury River. So there are seven languages in that region. Language is not just about the words that we use. It's about uh, mm. history. It's about culture. It's about connection to country. It's about so many different things that uh, you cover. It is, and that's one of the good things about uh, revitalization of language because you suddenly realize, by the way, we five of the languages didn't have dictionaries, so we got dictionaries for the, the, those five as well as our own, so Bunzang and Gumbanga had, lang- had dictionaries. And through work on dictionaries and everything, you suddenly find out a lot of the names of areas. You're quite surprised how many languages from uh, towns names or, or mountains and things like that, uh, where they got their name from, that is. Yeah. So it's words and uh, their stories. Tari, there's a word in that language for the fig tree, which is Dari. So that type of thing. Yeah, language places and connects meaning to country, place and people. And uh, 
their stories. Now looking at my notes, I realize that there's something that's really important. You say that you learned from elders such as Taiga Buchanan and Uncle Charles Moran. Did you want to say a word or two about these elders? Only that um, we're very lucky that, and me personally, are very lucky that they were still alive to be able to pass on some of those stuff because it's only later in life that Uncle Charles, we came across each other, his mouth, on my father's side in the next language group, Bundjalung, and, uh, and so we caught up with a whole lot of back stuff. So I'm, I'm just lucky that I was able to speak to all these people. None of the old people are now alive, but uh, so I count myself lucky. And it was through you that uh, knowledge was um, passed on and is being preserved for future generations. Mm. Uncle Gary, it's been a great pleasure talking to you and learning a lot about your work, Reviving Language. Can you give us a closing word? Only that uh, this decade of indigenous languages, and it's worldwide, the, the conversation is basically the same about how to preserve revitalize and uh, what pressures that we face as I say it's it's only the accent that changes the words are basically the same and it's good to talk to other people who are in there yeah. that's the other thing as well you find out from them what they're going through and they're exchanging views yeah. I think that's the main thing Uncle Gary thanks again for taking the time to talk to us it's been an absolute pleasure learning about your work thank you Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.